Well, hello there. My name is Jan Burt, and this is my podcast, The Burt Not Ernie Show, where we talk about God's promises and the hope those promises bring to our everyday lives. Whenever I meet somebody new, I introduce myself as Jan Burt and say, like Burt and Ernie, since it's easy to confuse my last name with a different one. And almost always, people smile when they think of Burt and Ernie. That got me thinking. I'm a Burt, and I'm not an Ernie. But how often do we live as if we're someone God never meant for us to be? Part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Hence the name, The Burt Not Ernie Show. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dig into God's promises. Well, hey, hello there, everybody. Welcome to episode 58 of The Burt Not Ernie Show podcast. Um, You know, you're going to find this funny. I was just recording this episode and... um, my mic was not on. And so I was recording nothing, literally talking to the air. Yeah, how funny is that? So I'm your host, Jan Elbert, author of the Homeschooling Mothers Bible Study and the devotional, The Power of God's Will, 40 Days of God's Promises. And I'm also an occasional conference speaker, summit speaker. Um, And you know, this year, 2021, it has not been occasional. I have spoken Every month, in fact, almost every week, I have had some kind of conference work. Normally, like my husband or the kids, if they text me, they're like, "Can I give you a call real quick, Mom?" Or, or is it conference? Is it a conference week? Yeah, it's pretty much solid. Been a conference week this year. It's crazy. So I spoke live at the for such a time as this summit last Sunday evening, March twenty first, and man, I was so blessed. I was the closer. I closed out all of the speakers from that day, the first day of the summit. Um, And I got to share right before we rolled into the live time of worship, praise and worship session. And it was such a blessing. It was really remarkable, like speaker after speaker all day long. You know, none of us had coordinated our messages at all. And this whole summit, like 46 speakers, it came together in under three weeks, which is the Lord. And yet all of our messages worked together and had just commonalities um, threaded throughout them. So, you know, I want to, I say that mainly to tell you this, look, if you are never looking for God's hand moving in your life, if you just come here, you listen to the podcast, you believe God's promises, you pray a little more, but then you forget to look and watch with expectancy to see all of those things coming to pass, actually happening, you can really miss it. You're going to miss 100% of what you never look for. You just will not see it unless God like slaps you upside the head with it. But who wants that? You know, we want to be We want to be disciples who are being discipled and really paying attention. So look, I want you to look for those things in your life. You'll see them when you start looking. If you have the same Bible verse in your Bible reading, and then somebody texts it to you around lunchtime, and then later in the afternoon, you know, somebody else quotes it at small group or something that evening, that is not random. That is God giving you a word like it's his word it's, it's that's exactly what it is and how encouraging is it when that happens if you start looking for that more and more you'll see it more and more and God'll get more and more glory and praise and honor because you see him working and moving in big ways and in little ways too that's something i've been writing about lately for um an upcoming uh, prayer retreat just what what it looks like when God moves in small ways. What does it look like when God's answering what we deem as small prayers? And what a wonderful thing it is to see him in the little things and the big things, of course, but the little things too. So watch for that, please. Watch for those commonalities where you can just see the hand of the Lord 
moving in your life on your behalf. It's it's really cool when you get to experience that. And you won't experience it if you're not looking for it. So look for it. Start today. Start this week. So, you know, God orchestrated all of that so perfectly. And he's continued to do so this week through the summit. And I am um, I'm speaking live again on Saturday morning, March 27th. I think the summit starts at 1030 a.m. Central Time, and it's on hosted on Zoom. And also it will be um, everything's recorded. So you can always watch it later. Uh, that kind of be is like the M.O. in all things COVID, right? That's how conferences work. Um, but you could still hear me speak live at like 11 a.m. and rewatch the sessions. I'll put a link. I'd love to have you there. Um, you know, it's been really cool. And who knows? You may be the next conference and and summit speaker that had no idea that that was in your future. It could happen to you at any moment. You never know. Okay. So um, all that to lead up to this. When I was sharing on Sunday evening, um, it wasn't something that I had written for the podcast. It was written just for the summit. And it just isn't really, I wasn't thinking about God's promises for that session. I was thinking about the topic that the Lord had put on my heart. I put things together based on the Lord's leading. Really, I just put a pen and paper in my hand. And I do usually write everything out by hand and then type it because I want to, um, you know, when God tells you something and you just know that's something you need to be aware of for your whole life. For me, uh, he has told me to just kind of write gently and speak gently. And I can be really firm. You know that if you've listened to this for any amount of time, I get so impassioned about God's word and God's people really believing that what he says is true for them, not just for the big C church as a whole, but for them specifically. I get fired up, but I still want to try and and uh, write things out once and then type them out twice and then go back and read again and try to be gentle. Even in my like just bullet point notes like I have for this podcast, I want to be gentle because God told me to be gentle. Um, And if that's what he told me to do, that's what I need to do. And so that's what I do. So I don't do, I don't really agree with any other way of writing or preparing a podcast or speaking or working on a book or a blog post or anything like that. For me, if God is not guiding me, if he's not giving me the words, if, if it isn't going to be encouraging and edifying and the like, I just really don't go forward. Like just a couple of days ago, I, I had to send an email to decline a speaking invite for a conference that I'm sure it's going to be fantastic. But I just knew that the Lord was saying, no, if he's not leading me, then I do kind of like Nancy Reagan, like she said, and I just say no. Uh, but at the very end of that session on Sunday, as I was wrapping it up, I saw this promise from the Lord, like... It's, it's from Jesus to us in the last chapter of Matthew, so Matthew 28, and you know how I feel about someone's last words. They're important, right? I mean, they're, as long as they're like in their right mind, these words are carefully chosen and weighed out usually, and they're meant to have an impact, sometimes a very hurtful impact. Sometimes people want to say a nasty thing as they go out, uh, which is heartbreaking and, and just terrible. And usually, though, it's something that they really want you to know and remember. So um, I take seriously what Jesus said as his last words in the gospels. It's pretty amazing. And what he, what was said at the end of the book of revelation, this is worth looking at seriously. It's, it bears weight. It's important. So um, I'm going through this session and I'm wrapping up and I've got, um, this is just one of the verses I'm using, just kind of closing out my session with this, a couple of verses from Matthew 28. And this promise jumps off the page at me. I wasn't even looking for a promise and boom, there it was. Like, I mean, it jumped, it jumped out at me so strongly in the last few days 
it just kind of keeps coming back to mind. So that promise, and oh, it's a great promise. That is what I'm going to share about today. So here we go. For that session, I had mentioned Esther 414, of course, because that's the for such a time as this verse, right? It's pretty well known. Um, It could say, the second half of that verse says, and who knows whether you have obtained royalty for such a time as this and for this very purpose. And of course, Esther had a very profound impact on her people, the Jewish people throughout all of history, because she just realized, yep, I was born for such a time as this. Uh, You've probably heard people say, um, you were born for this. And that idea, that saying, it really does come from this verse. Uh, It's not a humanistic thing. It's not a man invented construct or saying it's from the word of God. Uh, It's paraphrased, but it's from the word of God. I also honed in on Matthew 6, 33, that one is also super well known. It says to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. And I'm going to read that verse from the Amplified at the end of the podcast today, because it is really super encouraging. Um, And I just wanted to leave you today with something really super encouraging and like just chock full of hope to the very tippy top brim. Here is a bit of an overview of kind of what I shared from those verses in Esther and uh, Matthew chapter six. Every single follower of Jesus is born for the exact moment in time in which they're living. God does not make mistakes. He just doesn't. He placed you right where you are right now on purpose. Very, very intentional with when you're born and where you were born, where you live, all that stuff. The word of God makes it so clear. God is super intentional to every one of us, billions of us. It's amazing. So we're all born for such a time as this. If you're alive now, you were born for now. No life, no life is pointless. All life comes from God. No life is pointless. No life is purposeless, and God does not want to waste any life. That's never his intention. Your life matters, and it matters right where you find yourself right now. So um, I kind of led with that in this summit session. And then I mentioned Matthew 6, 33, and it really is a beautiful promise to us that um, all these things will be added unto you if you will seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And you know what? When we see a promise like that, we just need to remember that God never, ever reneges on a promise that he has made. I'm going to say that again, because you may have, you know, gone back to uh, checking your, you know, your breathing as you're on a run or, or whatever it might be. God never, ever reneges on a promise that he has made, and he never will. Sometimes we end up living beneath our circumstances. Anybody want to raise their hand and say, yep, I've done that. Like they sit over us. They're on top of us. They feel heavy and kind of even oppressive at times. Have you, have you ever felt like your circumstances just keep getting the best of you. Uh, You know, yeah, me too. Just today, I was feeling kind of on edge. And I realized it was simply a circumstance getting the best of me. But by faith, I was going to stop living under it and start living like the child of God, the joint heir of Christ, that the Bible says I am. You do that today too. Right now, like right this second, if you need to, just do that. Do it. No time like the present to put the devil in his place and to put the Lord in his rightful place in your life, right? Like you are, you are a child of God. You can, you can live like it. You don't have to live under anything. If you are seated with Christ in the heavenly realms, then you're not living under anything. You're over all things. In this present situation, or sorry, in this present season of darkness, situation, season, two different words, in this present season of darkness, and it is dark. It's dark. 
and like spiritual warfare in culture and the world as a whole, all around us as Christians, when it just feels like so much is pressing in against Jesus and against us as his church, you know, which is who we are. We're literally the bride of Christ. We are his church. Then right now, this is the exact time that you were born to be part of. And I don't want you to live under that. I want you to live. Um, God wants you to live. Doesn't matter what I want. Matters what God wants. He wants you to live above that from a place where you know that Christ has procured the victory. He's already won it. The victory is won. Don't let it be over you, pushing you down, squashing you. You are beyond that, if that makes sense. Um, If you never take time to pray and you never ask God exactly what he has for you to be doing right now, in this moment, in the right now, because that's what matters, the right now, you know, you might be missing out on knowing what his purpose for you is. And nobody wants that. No Christian wants to miss what God's purpose for them is. That's that's a big risk to take. If you never ask him, you're taking a big risk. Uh, high stakes gambling is just really super unwise. Um, you know, I've, uh, I'm of, of the mindset that uh, for me, my thinking is gambling is just not good in any facet. This isn't so, but we don't want to gamble ever with things that matter, right? So what do you already know that matters? What do you already know that really matters? Do not gamble with that. Does marriage matter? Okay, so don't take any foolish risks and gamble with your marriage. Does raising your children to know the Lord matter? All right, well, hey, don't take any risks there. Um, You know, don't waste your time and Ah, oh, we just don't do family devotions and we don't pray together as a family. And I never ask my kids, you know, what their favorite Bible verse is, or that's a foolish gamble. You know, okay, you got, you get it. You get the idea. You get where I'm coming from. So what weighs most heavily in your life right now? What's most important? Look, I've said this before. If you look at where your time goes and you look at where your money goes, you're going to get a really good indication of what matters most, of what's kind of heaviest in your life. You know, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. The heavy things are the things you deal with because they're weighing on you. The things that you don't really notice are there. You don't really deal with those so much. So what is heaviest in your life right now? What's what's actually most important? Either either God's word, what God's word actually says, and it says a whole lot, what it clearly lays out for followers of Jesus to be about, to be actually doing. Either that is important or it is not. And even a really quick cursory glance at your life is going to reveal whether or not that's true for you. Now, not just if we say it's true, but does our life reveal that it's true, that what God's word actually says really matters to us? Look at your life. Listen to what it is telling you. Is the most important stuff really the most important stuff in the day-to-day as you're just going around living your life? Is the most important stuff really the most important stuff? Choose wisely and don't gamble with things that really matter. Okay, so that's kind of the core of my session from Sunday. And then I went on to share the difference between being enlisted and being commissioned. And I referenced, of course, our family's personal experience. Um, My husband served 22 and a half years in the United States Army. And uh, thank you for your service. You know, the kids and I, we are really proud of all the work that you put in. We saw your family. We saw it all. And we know how much it really was how you cared for your soldiers, your troops with such care and dedication. So, um, uh, honey, thanks. You know, we really did see it all. And you cared in a way that not many officers care. That much is true. Okay. 
So I know a bit about the life of a soldier as enlisted and as an officer. And I reminded the people at the conference, the attendees, that they have been commissioned according to Matthew 28, 19 and 20, right? You've been commissioned. The great commission is basically like marching orders, right? Jesus told us exactly what to do. It's a big, broad umbrella that can cover so, so much of our lives. Every little individual detail in each individual person that God created for such a time as this, living in their unique realm of influence, that big, broad umbrella of the Great Commission covers it all. Nevertheless, though, when you say, I don't know what to do, I don't know what God's will is, start there. You do know these aspects of his will from Matthew 28, 19 and 20. Um, no matter where you, where, no matter when a person has lived in the last 2000 years for anyone who's in Christ, no matter where, no matter what their career, their vocation, no matter these words of Jesus have covered their life and they're going to cover your life, your work, your relationships, your ministry, all of it, all the things. Okay. So I'm going to read it to you from the Amplified. Oh man, big surprise. Jan quoting the Amplified? Wow, never would have guessed. Okay, Matthew 28, 19 and 20 from the Amplified. This is Jesus speaking. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. Help them to learn of me, believe in me, and obey my words, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, remaining with you perpetually, regardless of circumstance and on every occasion, even to the end of the age. Uh, Mic drop. Wow. Those are Jesus' last words before he ascended to heaven. Just wow. Just wow. Okay. I already mentioned earlier, a person's last words are important, right? So yeah, important. Jesus' last words, God with us, Emmanuel, the long-awaited Messiah, the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. His last words are most important of all. That's a great reason to study the book of Revelation, that right there. If it's it's the last book of the Bible, so, you know, it's last words, right? The whole Bible wraps up in Revelation. So, and it comes with a promised blessing that's only, that's exclusively, that's just for those who read it. So don't be afraid to read it. You don't have to read it and understand every bit of it with perfect clarity and know, oh, this is what this means, this prophesies that this is going to happen. No, don't let that keep you from reading it and getting the promised blessing. So you've been commissioned. You have been commissioned, and that is a very serious thing. It comes with responsibilities and also with blessings and and high favor that, um, you know, those things don't come to say someone who's enlisted. Okay. It's for a lifetime too. You don't serve for four years and then get out like the army option. No, no, no. This commission from the Lord is for your lifetime. I told the summit attendees that if you let off praying before your last breath, you will have stopped praying too soon. And that is so true. Do not, do not resign your commission. Keep praying keep observing what his word says. Do everything he has commanded you to do. Make disciples of all the nations, including the ones that uh, the nation you live in right now, right? Start there. You don't have to to go to Africa to make disciples of all nations. You can do it where you live right now. Uh, Start with your kiddos in your own home. Yeah. Your neighbors on your street, if the Lord's leading you that way, if there's, you know, you pray about it, of course, ask. Now your kids, they're your disciples. They absolutely are. You have, um, a serious job as a parent to train them up in the way they should go in the fear and admonition of the Lord. So be about that. Beyond that, just pray, pray. Is it my neighbors? Uh, 
Is it the people I work with? And of course, be willing always to support missions work all around the globe. Help people to learn of Jesus, to believe in Jesus, to obey the words of Jesus. It's not enough just to get them into your church. It's really not. It's not enough just that they get saved. It's really not. It's not enough just to get them into your small group, you know, for six weeks here and six weeks there. It's not. They need to be discipled to obey the words of Jesus. They do. They need to know things like Jesus says you're going to give. By your words, you will be justified or by your words, you'll be condemned. Hello. That's serious stuff. Some people don't even know that's in the word of God. They need to know that every idle word they're going to give an account for. Hello. That's a big deal. We need These are the things I'm talking about when I say disciple people. They need to know what Jesus said and they need to do what Jesus said. Okay, so yes, support organizations that are getting the word of God into people's hands, providing Bibles, working on Bible translation projects. It might be Wycliffe, it might be Crew, any of those things. We need to continue to baptize people for sure. COVID lockdowns changed gosh, a lot of things, all the things, but the Great Commission did not stop being the work that Jesus left for us to do. Am I right? So baptisms, they're important. If Jesus said it's important, who am I to say something else is more important or to put it off or delay it? He said it, that settles it. Now, some people say it like this, God said it, I believe it, that settles it. But I don't think it matters one hoot if I believe it or not. Let God be true and every man be a liar. The Bible says that in Romans 3 verse 4. So if God says it, that settles it. Don't matter whether or not I believe it. It's it's true. God said it, that settles it. Boom. Baptizing in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit is what Jesus said in the Great Commission. To teach people what he said. So, you know, this is like extended, long-term Bible study. It doesn't end. And then here is the part that really jumped out at me, okay? And I had not planned to focus on this last portion of these verses for the summit, let alone for this podcast episode, but I was just struck by the huge promise Jesus made here. And you know, a promise of God is just solid gold, pure gold. So as it jumped out to me, and I was just like in awe of how beautiful the promises that Jesus gives us, I had to mention it. I had to. And then it's just been on my mind since then. So I mentioned it to the attendees and now I'm mentioning it it to you here. Okay, here it is. Jesus said, and lo, I am with you always, remaining with you perpetually, regardless of circumstance and on every occasion, even to the end of the age. Whoa, that is one big promise, folks. Listen, friends, this right here is of tremendous, tremendous value. How can you keep on keeping on. How do you keep praying when it feels like your prayers are stopping at the ceiling? How do you get up an hour early to read the Bible when the kids were sick and they kept you up like half the night? How? Well, with this promise, that's how. Okay, he's with you always. <laughs> like wipe your brow. Whew, that's a relief. Wow, he will remain with you perpetually, regardless of circumstance. And on every occasion, is there anything more he could have said to make sure we get it that he will never not be with us perpetually, always, regardless of circumstance, on every occasion, even to the end of the age? (laughs) It's amazing. The world can be burning down around you. And hey, spoiler alert, one day it is going to indeed burn down completely. That's how it ends. That's what the book of Revelation says. And then the new heavens and the new earth are going to be provided for us. And there'll never, ever be any more crying or sadness, or mourning, or pain, or darkness, or sickness, or disease. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. But the world can be burning down around you. And, and how long, how long will Jesus be with you? Even to the end of the age, no matter what, to the end of the world, literally, that's how long, that's how long Jesus has promised to be with you perpetually on every occasion. That's right now. In all circumstances, you're sitting at your desk, um, getting ready to do start your day at work and listening to a little bit of, of a podcast here. Right now, Jesus is with you. He has committed to it and he'll do it. He is with you always. That is one whopper of a promise. Those are Jesus's last words and they are spoken for you, to you, for your life. Let that sink in a bit today and check your life. Are you fulfilling your commission? I really, I sure hope so. I really hope so. If not, get after it and then keep on getting after it. And, you know, I meant it when I said that if you are, if you let off praying before God lets off answering, you'll have stopped too soon. How long is God going to be answering? Uh, Right up till the end of time, right up until eternity begins. So pray, you pray till your last day and then wake up in eternity, ready to praise, ready to praise him. Okay. Thanks for being here, guys. I really appreciate it. And I really hope you're just blessed and encouraged beyond belief today. Uh, check out the link if you want to see slash hear me speak at the summit. And also, I said I would read Matthew six thirty three from the Amplified at the end of the episode. So here it is, Matthew six thirty three. But first and most importantly, seek, aim at, strive after his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right, the attitude and character of God, and all these things will be given to you also. And that's so good. That's so good. That is your promise, your word for today. I will see you back here next time. I hope you have a truly wonderful and blessed day. And uh, you just, you just keep on keeping on after Jesus. And you know what? Let's see what the, all these things he's going to add into your life might be. It's going to be good. It's going to be good stuff. All right. See you next time. Bye-bye. I'm so glad you joined me for this episode of the Burt Not Ernie Show. It's an honor and a blessing to talk about God's promises with you. Have a fabulous day. And remember, part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Lord bless. I'll see you next time.